0: When I was about five or six years old, I visited a different church from my usual one and sat along with the other children around my age. Throughout the little service we had, I noticed two older boys who sat not too far away from me. Every time I looked in their direction, I picked up on how they would stare and laugh at me. Having dealt with similar situations before, but not being too good at setting up for myself, I took note of it and made sure to let my mother know. When the service had ended and I saw her again, I explained to her what had happened, and pointed them out, saying, Those two boys. She called for them, and they walked over with the biggest worry in their eyes. From there, she told them off, and they left looking sure they would never tease anyone again. Growing up with albinism was difficult, especially because of the shy child I was. This made it quite difficult to stand up for myself, and attending a public school only made things worse. I had only one good friend, and luckily she stuck well by me, but most days I'd spend my lunch breaks with a group of girls who didn't really like me because I was afraid to be alone. But I wasn't really alone though. Because as Connie she discusses in her video interview with Halos, she mentions how people would walk down the street and shout albino at her in an overly excited or surprised manner, and how people would just stop to get a good look at her for whoever knows what reason. These are both situations that I've experienced, and please note, as my powerful mother always says, it's people with albinism, never albino. I have what is called oculocutaneous albinism, and according to meadowlineplus.gov, oculocutaneous albinism occurs in one in every 20,000 people worldwide. In a world population of 7.9 billion, I am approximately one of 395,000 people with this condition, so I know that I'm not alone in this. Having oculocutaneous albinism means that it affects my skin, hair, and eyes. This can be pretty bothersome considering how much I enjoy nature. I don't get to bask in the sun or look up in the sky on beautiful cloudless days without seeing the sun a few shades darker or it absolutely dazzling me. But at least I get to tell stories about how one time I had a full trip and came to school the next day to an unannounced picture day looking the same color as everyone's favorite Red Power Ranger or about how I would playfully get teased by my classmates when I couldn't see the board from my seat in class. I've learned to live around the little challenges that I face every day, so in the grand scheme of things, it really isn't all that bad. Unfortunately, I still haven't mastered how to school someone, or just have a good enough comeback when someone says something plain ignorant. But all the tough situations teach me confidence, and make me comfortable enough to make silly little jokes. And despite the occasional stares, Accountless discussions with my mother about self-esteem have helped me become comforted enough to speak proudly the way I am now about my albinism. When I look at role models like Deandra Forrester, a famous model with albinism, I know that while this may be tough sometimes, and that the boys in church may giggle, my condition makes me special. It makes me unique and it does not hold me back. How I choose to live with it is what defines me.